Friday, July 17th, 2020. I'm Tanya Harris and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. Robert Redfield, the director of the CDC, said yesterday that the U.S. could gain control of the coronavirus in four to eight weeks if everyone wore a mask. Given the odds of that happening, we'll more likely be talking about this in four to eight years. Man, I'm glad I know how to do my own hair. Speaking of masks, Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, is suing Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms for mandating everyone in Atlanta wear a mask. For a governor who won his office by tying himself firmly to Trump, there's probably only one mask he's okay with Georgians wearing. Professional liar Kellyanne Conway said that it will be a personal decision between the president and his wife in regards to their son, Barron, going back to school next month. That would be true if Trump actually knew he had a son who was still in school. A kangaroo was found wandering the streets of Fort Lauderdale. No word yet on when Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, plans on putting it in charge of his coronavirus plan. Sadly, news came out today that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is battling the reemergence of cancer in her liver. Thankfully, she'll keep her seat on the Supreme Court while undergoing treatment for her cancer. That's at least until the one in the White House is removed. Get well, RGB. Producers of the Ellen DeGeneres show said in an interview that they are, quote, truly heartbroken over claims from former employees of a toxic work environment at the show. See, Ellen, they they did what you said to do. Please don't hit them. Please. Caitlyn Jenner said that she would be willing to be Kanye West's running mate. And let me tell you, if she were to go as far for America as she did for the Kardashians' ratings, man, she'd make one hell of a VP. Alex Rodriguez said that he used to go through 36 pieces of gum for every baseball game he played. Unlike some of the other substances he used to use during a game, this is one we're pretty sure he wouldn't mind testing positive for. Nick Cannon's planned daytime talk show has been put on hold in the fallout from his anti-Semitic comments earlier in the week. Well, Nick, you did claim that the Jews control the media, so there's your proof. According to new scientific data, the moon is actually a lot younger than originally thought. Upon hearing this, R. Kelly tried to message it from his jail cell. Now, let's send it over to tonight's TMI Daily cast and crew roundtable. Stay safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of TMI Daily. I'm Veronica Aiello, and as always, I'm joined by some of our TMI Hollywood cast members and writers. Let's say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or their podcast streaming service of their choice. Let's start with you, Pete. Hey, it's me. And I might look a little like Santa, but my wife has me on a low cholesterol and low sugar uh, meal plan, so it won't last for long. Thank you. Elizabeth. Elise Navidad, early. (laughs) JP. Seth, and uh, I second Pete, like, same here. (laughs) Thank you. Happy Christmas in July. Emma. Happy Hanukkah in the summer. Jess. Well, I knew I was an essential employee, but I didn't uh, reckon I would be doing my job in the middle of July. Interrupted my vacation in beautiful Santa Monica, California. Also, follow my good friend, the Jess Ellis, on Twitter. And Ian. I changed my shirt. <laughs> Okay, so today we have decided to celebrate Christmas in July. We'll explain why a little bit later on. Every day we discuss the most important news of the day, but because Fridays on TMI Daily are Trump-free Fridays, we try to keep Trump from ruining our weekend. Instead, we asked our panel to pick one story they thought was interesting to share with us, which might not have been on our radar this week. So let's start. Who wants to start with the first news story? Anybody? Oh, hell, I'll do it. Okay, you'll do it. Okay, go ahead, Pete. God, I thought maybe somebody else would step in first. <laughs> to do it. But now I'm not even prepared. Um, okay, well, I was reading the story. Ignore me. I'm just walking backwards for a second because I don't 
<laughs> what I was going to use because I thought somebody would go first. So, yeah, um, I was reading this story. Uh, imagine if you were the uh, the guy who could say that you turned down the chance to uh, originate the role of Aaron Burr in Hamilton. Um, so apparently um, this is this actually happened. Um, there's a new, new documentary um, that came out on Hulu about um, – uh, it's, it's, it's called We Are Freestyle Love Supreme and Freestyle Love Supreme, so people at home know, is, um, is, is this ongoing uh, like improvisational hip hop music thing that was created by Thomas Cowell, who's the uh, director of Hamilton and uh, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is part of it and other members of uh, like some of the shows that they've worked on together float in and out of it. Well, one of the guys that's been invo- involved with them since the beginning, his name is Ak- Akarsh Am, Am Dakar. Um, you, you guys might have seen him in, in a bunch of things. He was on New Girl for a while. He was on um, a bunch of other shows. He did some movies. But oh, he's he also was part of the Ayama Theater Company, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I didn't even know that. Well, no, mm-hmm. no wonder, because he's not on Hamilton. Um, <laughs> so apparently, uh, when Lin Manuel started working on the uh, on the musical, he kept workshopping it as uh, the Hamilton mixtape. Um, and he did it at Lincoln Center, and he did it um, at New York Film. Uh, what, what else did he do? He did it at Lincoln Center, and also the uh, New York Stage and Film. Um, and in the in the first um, set of shows that they did in both in both venues, um, Uktarsh, um, Uktarsh, Uktarsh. God, I can't even say his name. He uh, he apparently was the person who um, who Lin Manuel was writing Aaron Burr for. for Aaron Burr for um, Aaron Burr for. Um, and um, and he played him for roughly the whole run before the show was to go to the public theater, which was the, their off-Broadway run. But apparently he, he um, decided not to do it because he was too into partying and getting drunk. And so he, he said, you know, it was just too much of a commitment for him. So he stepped away and, well, the rest is history. Uh, but he, he apparently has no um, ill will towards anybody. Um, I mean, probably other than himself. Um, but yeah, that's that's the story I have. I hope somebody has something better. I have one. So, not necessarily a news story, but uh, someone had pointed out on Facebook to Google who invented in uh, blow-up dolls. And so I did. And apparently, Hitler invented blow-up dolls. He supposedly approved the project to distribute inflatable sex dolls to his, to his soldiers, which could be transported in their backpacks in order to give them an option to avoid places of prostitution in Paris so they would have less disease. Happy I Friday. did not see that coming. <laughs> um, so, so you're saying this Hitler wasn't all bad? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's the tea. Anybody else? Um, go ahead, Ian. Uh, I have to read for a little bit because I'm because it's uh, I forget all the details. Uh, George Romero, um, creator of Zombies, Night of the Living Dead, one of the great horror directors. Uh, a finished film of his has been unearthed recently, some forty some years ago. He was hired by uh, the Lutheran Society to make a film to raise awareness about ageism and elder abuse. The resulting film was so shocking and appalling that the Lutheran Society refused to release it. But his wife has just uh, finished a 4K restoration, has made it rounds in a couple of um, festivals, and should be out video on demand in the next year or so. That's chill. Wow. Sounds like fun. I'm ready to yeah. watch. <laughs> um, I have one. So I don't know if you guys heard about that. Um, it's, she's a hostess in Manhattan in an upscale restaurant. And she did a TikTok video where she rated celebrities from zero to 10 um, in terms of their kindness, you know, how rude they were. So one of the most controversial ones was Hailey Bieber. She gave her a 3.5 out of 10. And I guess Hailey Bieber, you know, she responded to her and she apologized to her. And one of the shocking ones, according to social media, was um, the Kylie Jenner. It was Kylie. Yeah, a $20 tip on a $500 bill. And then she said that the, I think one of the ones that she gave a 10 out of 10 were were the Hadid sisters, that she said that they could mm-hmm. not have been nicer. So yeah. I wanted well, to do a fun story tonight. To today. be fair, in, in Kylie's defense, if you want to become a billionaire, you really shouldn't tip that much. Yeah, how do rich people stay rich by not giving out money all the time? 
Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's very true. Jeez, asshole. <laughs> what restaurant was this? What? What restaurant was this? Or did you she know, not say? She disclosed the restaurant. She did not stop, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my story. Anybody else have any other stories? Elizabeth. Uh, I don't, we don't have the video for it because I only just remembered and thought of it, so I apologize, but Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America, sent that beautiful message to the little boy who um like defended his sister from a dog attack and so the poor little boy's face is is pretty torn up i think you know he'll be okay but it's, it's, it's rough um no pun intended um but he i think is also sending him a she- like an actual him a shield. shield and uh i think tweeted get this man a shield with the video which i thought was super super cute and uh so i just really like chris evans he's really upholding the the mantle and the character of captain america really really well anybody else any other stories well if if nobody else has one i actually had another one Uh, i i you know i did my homework um (laughs) apparently um oliver stone says that the reason why he hasn't um, had, uh, had he hasn't been embraced by um, traditional Hollywood in o- over a decade is because of the movie Ted. Um, he was he says that uh, he uh, he released his movie Savages uh, the week after Ted and because Ted did so well for like months um, it destroyed any chance for Savages to do well and uh, and and apparently since then he hasn't been able to make a studio film. I, I saw Savages. It sucked. So I don't, I don't really think it had anything to do with anything else. It's not quality. It's everyone else. This is everyone's fault but mine. Yeah. It clearly was that. I was That's about to I ask. I was like, do you mean Ted is in like the, the talking teddy bear comedy? Yeah, the Ted the talking teddy bear movie. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask him, like, are you talking about like the Mark Wahlberg Ted? Did that really do that well? I don't. Anybody else? Yeah. No more stories? Oh, okay, so ready. we're going to move on. <laughs> With oh, there great. being no site for the U.S.'s coronavirus outbreak, we thought there might be a legitimate concern that no one will be left by December to celebrate the holidays. So today we decided to dedicate the rest of the show to Christmas in July. Merry Christmas in July, everyone. And yes, if you are watching, I am wearing a Donnie Wahlberg Christmas shirt. Okay, so first, what is Christmas without Christmas movies? Like, It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street, A Christmas Story, and of course, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Does anyone not like any of those movie classics? Or do you? I've never liked A Christmas Story. (gasps) I don't know why. It just... God. How could you not like a Christmas story? Oh my God! Shoot your hand, kid. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna just. Uh... <laughs> no, it's no, it's, no, a, it's no, okay. But, but I... Why don't you like it? I I just remember watching it as like a kid and just not thinking it was heartwarming or or funny or anything. It does drag on a little bit, though. It, it, it does tend to be a little boring. So I do I do kind of understand that. We were a big Christmas vacation family growing up. See, I'm not the biggest Christmas vacation fan. I don't hate I it, that. but I think I'm bothered. And I think it goes across most of the National Lampoon movies that he wants to cheat on his wife so bad. I'm like, you already have a hot wife, you dick. <laughs> what do you Maybe mean? he just wants a little strange for Christmas. I mean, hey. <laughs> but I do, you know, I do overall enjoy it. But but every time he has that pool fantasy, I'm like, fuck you, man. You already have a hot wife. And same thing in the original I think, yeah, I think that pool fantasy is from... Uh... Not, that's the Wally World one, not Christmas Vacation. No, 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 Christmas Vacation. He's expecting the Christmas bonus so they can build Oh, the that pool. I thought you meant the pool with the hot girl Oh, not with Ferrari. Christy Brinkley. Santa Claus yeah, yeah. really liked that scene. <laughs> Santa, uh, well, Santa Claus right. likes the pool scenes in the Lampoon movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why people like the, the Christmas National Lampoon movie, because I, I didn't think it was that good. I mean, it's a little mean. Me. In a way, oh, it's uh, definitely mean, but I just the, the whole Randy Quaid thing that, like, in, in the what were they like shitting in their uh, shitters full trailer? Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. 
You know what? I don't think I've ever seen that movie at all. Mm-hmm. I really miss watching. You'd watch it. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. It's worth seeing. Yeah. Santa Claus has a soft spot for Shop Around the Corner. That's his favorite Christmas time movie. Classic. Anybody? You're sticking the original, right? Yeah. Not the uh, Not You Got, got Mail. mail. Huh? Uh, apparently, oh, that's what, oh, that's a sequel? Or a, it's, it's, a oh, it's a remake. It's a remake. Yeah. A remake, like, a remake. Years later. So Jesus, what a travesty. This movie that you want to recommend to our audience watching us or listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every other podcast service, subscribe now. That may not be well-known. <laughs> A well-known holiday film. Hey, sure. Gremlins. Elizabeth. <laughs> well, Gremlins is a good one. Um, and it's in, it's a Gat Puppet. It's also Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. It's a Jim Henson production. I think it was like on HBO when it debuted. It is the cutest freaking Christmas movie. It's so sweet. It's got beautiful music in it. It's like one of my like absolute all-time favorite like Christmas movies. I, I watch it every year. And then uh, in the classical vein of Shop Around the Corner, I also enjoy Christmas in Connecticut. That's kind of like a little screwball-y comedy thing where with Christmas in Connecticut, as you might imagine. Um, and then there, uh, we, it came up the other day, and I'm so happy to recommend The Ref. I think Santa's seen The Ref <laughs> with Dennis Leary. I second that. It's a good one. Wait. If that was about Christmas, I don't, I don't it took place at Christmas, Christmas yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. And then these are more well known, but I still I like uh Bad Santa a lot for Christmas and Scrooged. I really, really enjoy Scrooged at Christmas uh, with Bill Murray. I, I've always I, I always wondered, uh, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get to this in a little while, but because a movie takes place at Christmas time, is that make it a Christmas movie? Oh, don't open uh, that really Die Hard movie. can of worms. Hey, well, hey not, I was just going to mention Die Hard. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> So soon. <laughs> it's a classic. Exactly what Santa Claus wants to do on Christmas. Buy machine guns. You German? You be Kaye, motherfucker. You have no idea how stressful this job is. Go to Emma, and then we'll go back to you, Pete. Go ahead, Emma. So first and foremost, because you've brought up Shop Around the Corner a couple times, cute film, but I will stand by You've Got Mail for the rest of my goddamn life. Meg Ryan, Tom <laughs> Hanks, the Nora Ephron film takes place in New York. It's in the same vein as When Harry Met Sally. Incredible film. Not a Christmas movie, but just a good all-around film. I will fight. Like, that is the hill I will die on. Really? Uh, you know who wasn't on Epstein's uh, flight to his... speaking at once, and you all have wrong opinions, and I can't hear any of you. Um, in terms of Christmas movies, though, uh, my all-time favorite movie is Elf. Uh, so much fun. One of Will Ferrell's good best. Enough. Good enough that when I had my Hanukkah shul in at the synagogue, that's, that is what we chose to watch as opposed to anything even remotely Jewish related. Um, <laughs> the other thing I'll throw out there, because in uh, we, we discussed uh, TV episodes as well. Am I jumping ahead of things? Am I, yes, you are. I, I am, then I'll <laughs> shut the fuck up about that and bring it up later. <laughs> Well, the thing about Elf, though, you can watch it over and over again, and it's just like a, like those classic sitcoms. Like, you're, you know what's going to happen, but you're going to laugh no matter what. So, yeah, Elf is definitely one of my favorite ones as well. Um, Meg. I'm sorry, Pete. I was going to go to you. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, let, let Meg go first. Okay. Uh, then you can jump uh, in. Why, thank you. Um, my Some of my favorite, I mean, it's a lot of people's favorite, but I love, love actually it's at the top of the list for me and um shit i just had a brain fart uh what was the other one? Oh well our family tradition for some reason every christmas eve we watch the lord of the rings trilogy not really christmas movie but it's a tradition so yeah oh and the holiday it's a really shitty movie oh, no, the holidays great it's english cottage with Jude Law. My friend oh, totally yeah. called me out and she's like, I think you'll like this. I was like, no, I won't. And she's like, just, just, there's like a couple plot lines. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I would make friends with an old screenwriter. Oh, well, that would happen. <laughs> I love that movie, man. I, lo- so I love so Jack, Jack yeah. Black is so cute in that movie. I can't stand it. I love it. And Kate Winslet. Oh, God, I'm obsessed. Pete, what were you going to say? I was going to say, um, I mean, for me, Veronica can tell you this. Uh, my favorite Christmas movie is obviously It's a Wonderful Life. Well, um, but 
that that being said, and then Love Actually, I love that movie too. But there's a movie that probably none of you have seen, or at least I imagine none of you have seen, um, that came out. It, it wasn't actually, it didn't even come out. It was, a, it was a TV movie. It came out, I think, in like 1977. And they played it sp- sporadically over the last couple of decades um, called The Gathering, um, which was about um, Ed Asner from uh, from uh, Mary Tyler Moore show. He plays this like really disconnected businessman who finds out that he's got a terminal illness and he doesn't tell anybody, including his wife, about it. And so he decides to invite all of his family who he hasn't spoken to, his, his kids, you know, all of them together to be together for one last Christmas and none of them know that he's dying. And so it's, it's like the saddest fucking movie you've ever seen because you know, at the end of the movie, like he, he's alive when the movie ends, but you know, he's going to die. I mean, that's, that's just essentially what it is. But, but I'm telling you, if, if you, if, if you ever find this movie anywhere, the gathering, I think it's actually, you could probably find it on YouTube and you want a good cry. It is the perfect, perfect movie uh, for it. And it's all Christmassy too. So. Uh, Santa Jess? Well, I don't know if I choose Elf and You've Got Mail as some of my favorites. Here's a fun fact. Will Ferrell and Tom Hanks have been to Epstein's Island. Hmm? Think about that next time you, you have a little... Cr- <laughs> well, it's on the damn flight logs that are on the internet, and I believe oh. the internet. <laughs> Think about that next time you watch You've Got Mail. Hmm? I most definitely will not. But are they on the naughty or nice list, Santa? How dare you say that about It depends on how you define naughty. Well, they're on one list for sure. They're on so shit. GP? Um, well, when uh, growing up, I always watched the uh, Rankin-Bass uh, animation movies. Oh, that's and um, that's basically a, a family tradition. We watch all those. And uh, there's one that we also watch. It's a, it's a Japanese uh, animation film. Where it's called a Tokyo Godfathers, and it's about uh, three homeless folk who, uh, at Christmas Eve, they find a discarded baby amongst their rubbish, and they the whole movie is about trying to figure out where did this baby come from, and kind of find out all the stories with it's Jesus. Like, it's the baby Jesus, right? <laughs> right. There's some good analogies within the picture. It's very beautiful. I highly recommend it. Oh, that's so nice. Um. I'm going to read uh, Dan online. He's saying one of my favorites, A Very Brady Christmas. That one always makes me cry every time I see it. I love that that movie. And he said love actually as well. So, um, okay. Um, there's a question. Wait, wait, what? I'm so, actually, no, you know what? Uh, go on and I'll, I'll bring it up when we do the next part. <laughs> okay. So there's a tradition on television to have an annual holiday episode. Can you think of one that stands out to you? Elizabeth. Oh, uh, I'll let Emma go first because she wanted to. Okay, Emma, go ahead. <laughs> I like it so much that after thinking of it today, I literally rewatched it, even though it was entirely out of season. Uh, the Community Season 1 Christmas episode is so cute because it's still like all of them getting to know each other and they all have different religions. So like that conflict, uh, it's Jeff who gets into a fight, even though Shirley doesn't want him to. And they try to hide it, but they do it really badly because it's, you know, it's sitcom. Um, but it's like people who are all very different learning how to uh, make their religions and their beliefs and like what they think is right still work and be a family together. <laughs> it's real cute. I like it. Meg? Okay, I have three. Um, well, one is like any of the Friends Christmas episodes. Um, and then there's a Buffy Christmas episode where it like snows in LA. Oh, yeah. um, and then, uh, why am I having all these brain farts? All right, come back to me. I know there was a third one. <laughs> Ian, did you want to say something? Oh, you know, I always like the Christmas uh, episodes of the first 48. You know, <laughs> those are always people really come together. You know. Well, that was weird. <laughs> you just brought down the whole show. That's the best answer. Pete. Oh, hey, sorry. Uh, well, I mean, I love I love all Christmas episodes, but I think probably the two most effed up ones are both from Seinfeld. Um, there's the one with where where uh, Kramer takes the photo of Elaine, her first Christmas photo, and her nipple accidentally ends up in the photo. Um, but the best one has got to be the Festivus one, um, <laughs> but, uh, because because 
the idea that, that, that George's father, Frank, um, has created this holiday. Um, that's the, uh, the, 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 the what is, I would say the, uh, the, the festival for the rest of us. Yeah. Um, and, and that the two main events of the, uh, of the holiday are the airing of grievances and the, um, uh, the uh, show of uh, the, the feet of strength, yeah. um, which, which basically is Christmas wherever you go to, if you think about it, but, but, um, but at least they're being honest about it. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think, what are the really good ones? Um, I mean, the Friends ones are all great too. You know, you know, it's actually I I I loved. I don't know if anybody else watched ER um, as religiously as I used to watch oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. ER every year they had the most fantastic um, Christmas episodes. I, I mean, and, and they would go from one year where it would be like like a kind of a melancholy one because like there was one where I think Carter was delivering. Um, What's your name? The uh, the Asian doctor. Um, oh, um, uh, um, Deb, 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 Deb Yeah, yeah. He was delivering her baby at the same time that uh, Anthony Edwards' character Mark Green was in New York, uh, getting his diagnosis for brain cancer. Oh yeah. Um, and then they had the other mm -hmm. one where I think like uh, like all the like the they, they were having like all kinds of power issues and like it was like a miracle the lights came back or something like that. But yeah, like every year they had great Christmas episodes. I, I think even like the last season it was on it was like fifteen years. I think even the last season it was a great Christmas episode. That every one of them was just really good. So that's my choice. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead, uh, Jess. Well, Santa Claus likes the very special A Team episode, yeah. circa nineteen eighty four, where. There's an organized crime gang in Florida shaking down local businesses. And, well, the team gets hired to go to Florida and crack some skulls and restore order to the business owners. But in order to get there, they need to fly because time is the essence. And everybody knows B.A. Baracus don't fly. So they right. got to use a two by four and just, well, you know the story. <laughs> Hey, Meg, I'm going back to you. Uh, I just remembered uh, the OC <laughs> with uh, Seth's Chrismica party. Was that what we called it? Chrismica? Yeah. Um, and then uh, ER, yes, like Thursday nights. That's we were always watching NBC. But wasn't it wasn't it a Christmas episode where the Kelly Martin's character was killed? I thought they was were having like Christmas? a Christmas party. And that's like that, yeah, I think yeah. so. That one, like, like said, because that's how she's not found for so long. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely was it. Yeah. But, Veronica, can I can I just jump back in for a second so I don't forget the thing I was going to bring up earlier? Um, when you were bringing up a very Brady Christmas, um, it, it brings back to me that uh, I don't know if anybody else uh, knew this. Again, the older people will know this, but there were like at the end of the '80s, I think like '89. Um, somebody got the brilliant idea to turn the Brady Bunch into a like a night a primetime soap opera called The Brady's. Oh um, yeah, it was it was only on for like I think thirteen episodes uh, because it was just game. it was such a, a fucking awful idea. But um, but they they started it with like a pilot episode that was like their Christmas uh, Christmas the Brady House. And and what I remember about the episode most was that. In the beginning of the episode, Bobby, who's now a race car driver, gets into an accident where he becomes paralyzed, um, and he's in a wheelchair, and he starts, and he, and he uh, falls in love with Martha Quinn from MTV, but she's not playing Martha Quinn. And there's a moment in the in the episode, and I'm not lying when I say this, where where they're they're by the lake, and he asks her to marry him. And she says yes and hops on on his wheelchair with him and the wheelchair loses control and goes into the water. <laughs> because Man, some because back in the late 80s it was okay to do handicap humor, apparently. Oh so, my God. so and I had no idea because <laughs> being such a big, you know, Brady Bunch fan, I had no idea that the show was on. So one day he says to me, you know, they have they used to have a you know a show, and I was like, What? So I put it on, on YouTube, and then I was like, Is that Martha Quinn? You know, <laughs> DJ? So yeah, it's it's, it was. That's, that's crazy. Better. If you're a Brady Punch fan, yeah, check it out. Check some. It's, it's just out. so weird because because <laughs> you're expecting somebody to say something funny, and and nothing is funny that they say that they say. And and by this point in time, because it's again late '80s, Robert Reed could not hide the fact that he was gay any longer, mm -hmm. uh, because he's he's the most effeminate husband on earth. 
other than maybe Jared Kushner. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the most awkward show. And then, um, who was it? Because, oh, um, I think it's it's Marsha doesn't come back for the show, so they have a different Marsha. Have a different Marsha, yeah, which wasn't it didn't feel the same. Probably still better yeah. than the Star Wars Christmas special or the Christmas on Endor. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, really I know, know but it's on Kashuk or Kashik, yeah. where the Wookiees are. Well, I just caught one last night. I I really love all of the Bob's Burgers holiday episodes they do and so the christmas one i caught last night was the christmas in the car where they go out and get stuck in their car on christmas eve um those are always really really good um but my favorite bizarro christmas one has got to be south park woodland critter christmas (gasps) it's the the funniest things ever we i we caught it by chance my mom brother and i caught it by chance we weren't planning to watch South Park. We didn't know it was their Christmas episode. And they have all the Satan worshiping critters. And <laughs> it's so good because I did all the little cartoon voices. They're like, but we got to have a manger for the Antichrist. <laughs> like, Blood orgy sacrifice me to the devil. Like, oh my God, it's the it's so funny. And then they have to teach mountain lion cubs how to do abortions so that they can prevent the antichrist from being born. <laughs> it's the weirdest. And I, and my favorite part is they explain that to Santa, and he just goes, "What?" <laughs> it's like the, it's the funniest episode of like TV I've I've seen from them. I think it's my it's like my absolute favorite. <laughs> it's actually if if you're a New Yorker, um, see everyone in hell for laughing with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, and maybe Emma will, will understand this, but um, I know Meg was talking about friends having great Christmas episodes and they always did. They had better Thanksgiving episodes, I think. Yeah. But um, but they uh, they had a Christmas episode that really only people in New York should get um, because there's the episode where Ross and Monica um, are, are um, filming uh, Dick Clark's Rocking New Year's Eve like a month before New Year's. And, and it's like, and the funny thing about it is that like, if you grew up in New York um, and you, and then you watched the, the, uh, the, the New Year's Eve special, you knew that all that stuff was recorded months earlier. Um, like when I, when I was in the club business, um, they used to put casting calls out for it back in like June and they would shoot it usually in like August or September. And all these people have to, had to come in like holiday garb and, uh, and pretend that it was, it was um, almost midnight um, on New Year's Eve, and it was just always the most bizarre thing. And then the fact that they did that on Friends made me love that show more than I did before. Okay, and the holiday armadillo. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, it feels like every Christmas there's one question that comes up, and no, it's not how can anyone support that racist sex offender in the White House. Um, the question is: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? So it goes back to what we were saying, just because the movie takes place, you know, during Christmas time, is it considered a Christmas movie? Like for me, um, I love Daddy, Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2. And the Daddy's Home 2, you know, I consider that a Christmas movie because it, I mean, the whole movie was basically, you know, during Christmas time. So what do you, what do you guys think about Die Hard? Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? Of course it is. It's all about giving. <laughs> given led to those Eastern European terrorists. I, think I remember I saw I saw Die Hard in like in like the summer in Miami, I think. And so I don't really think at the time I thought about the fact that it was a Christmas movie. I mean, thank God Joe's not on right now because he'd be screaming. Because it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> but, but, that's, but why I mean, that's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the irate, older, white, heavyset guy. <laughs> I mean, sure, I think, sure, at the end of the day, because the, I think the larger debate is, like, that very much takes place at Christmas. Is it about Christmas? I'm really sure it is. It's about, as Santa said, about giving. Um, but there's other movies that have, like, a scene at Christmas, and everyone's like, oh, that's a Christmas movie. It's like, is it, though? It's like the whole rest of the movie... I guess Mean Girls a Christmas movie because they have the one winter talent show scene where they're in the Santa costumes. If you see a picture of Santa Claus somewhere, you think of Christmas. You don't just think of (laughs) some guy. You're like, oh, that's just a guy until it's Christmas time. (laughs) 
Also, <laughs> didn't they end the that movie. film with a Christmas song? Like the ending credits didn't it start with a Christmas song? For which movie? Uh, f- uh, Die, Die Hard? Hard? Yeah. I think it does. I'm I almost certain that, that it does. So I feel like Christmas and Hollis? That's right. Well, Danny online is saying that absolutely yes, Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. You're um, getting something extra special this year, Danny, and you're stocking. <laughs> well, the, the people on the podcast are not going to understand Santa Jess. <laughs> I think a lot of people are actually like, don't know what's really going on here. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. think anybody knows. Really off the rails today. Yeah. <laughs> it's Friday. Today's like anything goes Friday. It's, it's the spirit Friday? of Christmas, man. <laughs> it's Friday. Okay, so keeping up with our Christmas in July theme, we asked our panel to answer a list of Christmas-related questions about themselves. Today, Peter will read a question and someone's answer, and we will all try to guess whose answer this was. So, you're doing it. Hey, welcome to Getting to Know Your your Panel, or whatever it's called. Um, Okay, so yeah, so we have a bunch of questions that we asked everybody, um, and... uh, we took the answers, the, hopefully the best answers from the people that uh, that sent them in, and um, then we're going to all vote except for me because I know who who um, said what. Um, I think I'm babbling today. I, I I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So um, our first question was: Do you own a Christmas sweater? And if so, what does it look like? Um, and the answer that uh, was probably the best one was, I owned a sweater that had a Santa stuck headfirst midway through a chimney with light up Christmas lights and a stuffed cotton in Santa's glutes for extra plump sugar plums. So um, that's the question. Let's see. Would that have possibly been? Well, I'm sorry. I said, what an image. <laughs> yes. So there would that possibly have been Ian? Would it have been? Emma, or would it have been JP? So uh, who wants to go first? Oh, JP was JP. I think it's Ian. I think it's Ian. I'm I think voting it's Emma. Ian. Emma all the way. Okay, well, okay, it's JP. JP, <laughs> yeah. tell us about yeah. it. Well, um, a few years ago when I went back uh, home to Arizona, uh, my brother, he got us all ugly Christmas sweaters. And he said, like, I think you're the one with the most, like, rump in the trunk, so... Here you go. And I'm sure if you look at my long list of IG posts, I do have a quick video of me just grabbing Santa's glutes and just doing this to him. (laughs) Just shaking him. JP, do you have the most rough in the trunk? Uh, I used to. It's sad. Mm -hmm. I miss it. Getting older. You're not what you used to be. Okay, so our second question was, what is your most embarrassing encounter with Santa Claus? Um, and, and, you know, to, to most people's credits, there wasn't anyone, almost anybody that had one. I think only two people answered this. So uh, that'll be, uh, oh God, I did that. Okay, so um, let's see. The uh, best answer was Christmas is also my mom's birthday. So when she turned 50, we went to a resort and they had a Santa there. My parents wanted me to take a, a picture with him. So I did. But I was well past the age where I believed in Santa Claus. So at age 10, I sat on a strange man's knee and felt very uncomfortable. So was that, Ian? Was that Meg? Or was that Emma? Anybody? I'm saying Ian. Meg. 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 Ian. Emma. Meg. Okay. Well, the answer is Emma. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, the Jewish kids always knew that Santa Claus is only real in the form of Jess. Um, And, uh, you know, by that point, it's just some strange dude wearing a costume. I I humored my mother. It was her birthday. (laughs) Well, um, I would have thought, hold on, I'm working on, I'm putting something up on the screen. I would have thought that uh, that possibly uh, one other person might have uh, said said something about this because I had a picture uh, that I wanted to put up and it's of Ian. Um, Ian Ian apparently has this habit of taking photos on Santa Claus's lap, um, even as an adult. 
um, but he's in tears in them. So I was just wondering if Ian might want to explain uh, that phenomenon. Uh, so I was uh, I was putting on a variety show in Seattle, and it was uh, it was starting in January, and I thought oh, it would be really fun to have like a Christmas photo to promote it. So I went and stood in line at Nordstrom for like an hour. I got up to the front, and they said. Okay, well, you can stand next to the chair with Santa. Where, where's your child? I'm like, it's just, it's just me. And like, oh, oh, well, you can sit in his lap then. So I sat down, and they, they, they took my camera, took some pictures, and of course, you had to pay for the other ones too. And I was like, uh, I'm going to be crying in them. And they actually, they actually were like, can we, can we get a couple of you smiling first, and then we'll go ahead and do the crying? Like they just, they would not, they did not want me to leave without some smiling pictures. Like you're crying. Cool. Can't break the illusion, man. But I got up to crying pictures, and of course, you know, there was it takes so long to get them that I actually didn't get them before the show, so it was a waste of time. Well, we actually don't. We have it on the screen, so in case anybody, uh, any, anybody who you guys can't see it, but the the people at home can. So, um, okay. Which other adult takes pictures with Santa every year? Joe Reitman. If you want to see a hilarious picture, Ian's. <laughs> Look at Joe Reitman's, uh, probably on his Instagram, you could see him. He takes oh, a picture every year with Santa. They're so funny. Awesome. But this is hilarious. It's very funny. Okay, go ahead. So, okay, so our third question was, have you ever done something at an office or friend's holiday party that you wish you hadn't? Um, now, my favorite answer was actually Jess's, which was to actually showing up. But that's not the answer we're going to go with. Um, the answer we're going to go with, and I, I hope they're not upset that I picked this one. Um, I once did coke in the bathroom with the office Santa. Not one of my best moments. Does anybody want to take a guess on that? That would be either that would either be Ian, Elizabeth, or Meg. I say Ian. I'm going to go with yeah. Meg. Meg. <laughs> well. Meg, do you want to tell us the story? <laughs> do you remember the story? Barely. Um, yeah, it was my. I was living in New York, and uh, my friends owned a salon, and he's. Uh, they hired like a really young, like male model Santa. <laughs> and him and I were just hitting it off, and. Uh, he asked if I wanted any snow. I feel like my mom's gonna see this. this if is... you wanted any snow. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mitch mom. Sorry, Mitch mom. I apologize for everything. Okay. Right. It was the most I, interesting one. I, I told you. Yes, you did. Okay. Well, here we go. Our next question was: Have you ever used mistletoe as an excuse to kiss someone who you really wanted to? Now again, the best answer for this one actually was uh, was Emma, who said, "I'm fucking this whole thing up because I'm telling you one person that definitely wasn't," um, who said no, but but she definitely thought it would be cool to make out with somebody she wanted to under this. Uh, but the answer we went with was no. But I tried it with an orange at a work at a weird hippie-ish Halloween party. It did not go over well. So okay. <laughs> So let's let's see. Would that be JP? Would that be Ian? Or would that be Meg? Ian. JP. I'd say JP. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was you. Mystery person, would you like to tell us? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I said Ian. We went to a Halloween party with this random a roommate of a friend. And they were all kind of weirdo, wicked, like D and D kind of people. And, uh, they had like Romulan ale to drink and shit. But there was this, there was an orange going around. It was full of cloves, like a little clove stuck in them. And you were supposed to hand it to somebody and like take. They would take a clove and you kiss them. And there was this guy there that I thought was really cute. I think he lived in the house. Uh, and I was young and weird, and I was just kind of like watching him a lot. So I finally was like, I'm gonna go for it. And I gave him the orange, and he, he just was like. Um, Maybe we should get to know each other first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and my you friend was his friends, like a mushroom trip upstairs watching the snake eat a rat. So it was, it was good. Mistletoe is always terrible. I was like a teenager out Christmas shopping with my dad and like in this like small town that had a lot of antique and stuff and people dressed up in like old timey stuff and went around and caroled and whatnot. And there was a guy who had mistletoe. I was 
bent over looking at something and he held it over my head and I turned around and like this group of adult carolers laughed at me as if I was going to follow through and I was like super upset about it and like I was like 13 it was really creepy it wasn't very fun and uh, yeah it wasn't it wasn't like oh that's charming I was pissed off and so my dad was like oh yeah we're not doing that and we left (laughs) this will tell us bad (laughs) let's go on to our next question what is the worst holiday gift you were ever given and why and the, uh, the answer that uh, was probably our best one was, I was given a crystal ball, a bowl, sorry, crystal bowl by my secret Santa at work. Why was this the worst gift ever? Because I gave her that same bowl the year before. So it was a re-gifting failure. So was that, was that Jess, or today Santa Jess, was that Elizabeth, or was that Veronica? Santa Jess. Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm going to go with Santa Jess. I don't know why. I just feel it. <laughs> okay. Mystery person, please tell us who you are. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, um, we had secret Santas. And before Danny asks me, it was not at the school where him and I worked at. So it's not anybody you know, Danny, because I know you're watching. Um, so we did, you know, we would do a gift exchange. And that day, you know, we're opening up our gifts. And this person, you know, gives me my gift and I open it up and then I just start laughing and my friend was next to me and her and I had gone shopping for Christmas presents the year before. So she knew exactly that I had given her this bowl. And then I just started, I just started laughing. It was so funny. And then I said, wow, I go, thank you so much. So-and-so, I don't want to say who it is because some people do know who she is. Name names. And then she says, oh, do you like it? And I said, oh, I go, I love it. And she looks at me and she says, you know, when I saw it, I just thought of you. And I'm thinking, yeah, no shit, because I fucking gave it to you. <laughs> so that was like really funny. But I think I actually re-gifted that gift again the following year. So it was kind of like- ball that keeps on giving. I mean, bowl. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh. There, there was actually a, a second really, really good answer uh, to this question, because I just thought that this, this seemed like somebody must have hated this person. For this gift, but the other person who had the worst holiday gift you, you were ever given um, was a book on the Donner Party. Um, <laughs> I don't know if everybody knows what the Donner Party was, but they were the people that were stranded, I think, heading out west, and then they ended up um, cannibalizing each other. Donner um, Pass, California, I-80. Yeah. So, so, so somebody was given that. So let's see, was that Jess, Santa Jess? Was that Meg or was that Elizabeth? Jess. Jess. Santa Jess. Elizabeth. I've been really bad at this today, but I'm still going to go with Elizabeth. Okay, mystery person, please speak up. Uh, my grandma's weird. (laughs) 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 Now, and, uh, I filled it out and I thought, oh, I don't think that was actually technically at Christmas, but regardless, I received a book at the daughter party. Now, she was trying because I was very, very into the Oregon Trail when I was a kid. Like, I played the game. There was a book from this series of, like, you know, his diaries called Dear America. There was a whole Oregon Trail one. Super obsessed with it. Um, but for some reason, she thought I was also super fixated on Donner Pass. (laughs) So I got, like, a child-friendly Donner Pass book, like, complete with, like, snowy cover artwork to help remind you that they get snowed in and die and have to eat each other. And, uh, my brother, on that same occasion, got a beautiful set of, like, leather faux leather bound books. And, um, you know, now we know who the favorite was. (laughs) You, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Jeez, when in doubt, buy the kid the Nancy Drew novel. Right? <laughs> you know what kids love? Cannibal. Your goddess, Lee Margaret. <laughs> how, how do you make kid-friendly the story of the Donner Party? I never read it kind of out of spite, because I was also like several, a couple years past the like main organ. I was like, still like history and interested in it, but we were like a little past that. And so I just sort of went, okay, well, cool, thanks, Grandma. 
and took it home and just kind of stuck it on the bookshelf and never no. really got through it. <laughs> now, Elizabeth. <laughs> it's naughty. I know. Might I remind you, those that don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. <laughs> no, I almost had to cannibalize another hiker on my Joshua Tree trip, man. It went real south real fast. Oh, no, I just thought of something because I wrote that I didn't think of anything. But that when I was a kid, I got from Santa one of those water babies. They were the baby doll that were full of water. So <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And my mom had given me this little crib in the basement, and I was so happy. I named her. I don't remember what I named her. And on Christmas morning, she was shredded by my cat. What? Oh, no. <laughs> Baby doll, and I was traumatized. I have to ask one question though to Santa Jess. Why do you think it's that almost everybody picked you to be the person that somebody would give the Donner Party book to? <laughs> Just curious. I have no idea. I didn't pick him. I said Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, you were the one person. I mean, two people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do so, know a lot about Donner Pass, though. I've been out over that many times. I stopped at the rest stop, and they have the history of the party there. And... <laughs> okay, I need to. I need on. to go just to go someday, but probably not. <laughs> it's beautiful in the winter. Most snow. I think that's uh, it's the coldest. One of the coldest spots in the, in the United winter. States. <laughs> okay, so our next question uh, was: Do you own any holiday-related undergarments? Um, and the best answer we got was, I vaguely remember owning a Rudolph Boxer having a red cotton ball, red nose in the groin area. It wasn't pleasant. So now was that Santa Jess? Was that JP? Or was that Ian? Santa Jess. 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 Oh, yeah, Santa Jess. <laughs> okay, well, could you tell us who you are, secret person? Yeah, I was about like 10 or something. And it was a big red nose. And I'm almost certain that it wasn't like a glue gun glue. But it was like super glue. So the glue part was really hard. And it's right there on your tip. So at 10, with that fucking thing right there, it's like, who gives that to a 10-year-old, by the way? It was not nice. It, 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 it might have left a burn. Oh, no. Yeah. People keep giving you inappropriate plush yeah. items. <laughs> you don't happen to ask for those earlier in the year, do you? Absolutely not. I, like, you're not hit to ask for anything. <laughs> Just ask for rent money, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that is your, your, your shirt, dear Santa said rent. <laughs> okay, so. The next question, I, I have to actually say that, that this is a mostly uh, a mostly uh, well-adjusted group because I, I almost could not find anybody that would give me a good answer for this. Um, do you secretly hate the holidays and wish everyone would go fuck themselves with their Christmas cheer? Um, and most people's answers were no, they love the holidays, except there was, some, I think, one or two that said they hated anybody that's, that like was in the holiday spirit right after Halloween. Um, but um, there was one person who wrote, no, I don't hate the holidays generally, but there, there are certain self-pitying years that I would have made every effort to prove that I did. Um, and, you know, let's, let's, let's wing it. Let's say, could it be Santa Jess? Hey, could it be me? Maybe, because I didn't put myself in this ever before. Um, or could it be Meg? So, Jess. Santa Jess. Peter. Yeah. Okay, it was me. No, I, I just you guys you guys are all well to well adjusted than I am. Um, I, I I had this habit um, in my twenties that I decided that I w I didn't make enough money to be happy at Christmas, and so uh, because I couldn't get the gifts I wanted to get people, I just was a miserable fuck in, in, instead. Um, so I remember I spent one Christmas. Uh, with, I think it was at my aunt's house and I was maybe like 21, 22 because that's, you know, the time when you should act like a complete adult. Um, and I, I, I stayed while everybody was opening gifts. I, I, I put my head down on the couch and, and I wouldn't look up 
I put face down on the couch and I wouldn't look up because I didn't want want anybody to look at me because I didn't get them great gifts, um, <laughs> which was probably a much better Christmas than the, I think like two years later, um, my whole family uh, went to uh, my mother's cousin for Christmas and apparently my mother's cousin and most of her family never heard anything about smoking and cancer uh, because I went to a, I went to a I think it was a baby shower that they that, that they threw and, and I think I got emphysema like several months earlier um, and actually I have I have chronic bronchitis because of it so when I was told that they were going to go to my my my, um, my mother's cousin's house for Christmas I said no and instead I, I remember I ate um, a can of corn out of out of, out of, out of well, I ate out of a can of corn for Christmas that's that's what I had for Christmas one year so. Just wanted to sound. I'm sharing that with you, you and my therapist. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I so might not want to feel bad laughing out loud. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. My, my misery is your is your uh, joy. Um, let's move on to the next one. What is your real feeling about eggnog? And and uh, most people hated it, but uh, somebody really hated it. They said. I imagine that eggnog is what it would taste like if an elf vomited in my mouth. Um, okay, so why don't we make this that. one? Hmm, let's say, let's say me again, um, or Santa Jess, or Emma. Emma. Peter. Santa Jess. Emma. It's Jess. Emma. Peter. Per- person whose uh, whose story this is, please speak up. Probably because I drank way too much eggnog at some point, mixed it with rum, that now all I can taste whenever I drink eggnog is vomit. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's for life. Y'all are insane. How is it the only Jewish girl on this panel fucking <laughs> loves eggnog? I love eggnog. <laughs> Maybe it's an Ashkenazi thing, because you guys like jellied fish. Yeah, because the fish is also delicious. <laughs> well, you, 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 Emma, were not the only one who, who loves eggnog because one of the other answers we got was, and this is a fairly long one, I once locked myself in a bathroom so I could drink an entire canister of Borden's eggnog, which is not the t- best tasting eggnog, and I got three quarters of the way through it before I threw up. There oh, and one year, one year I hoarded Froger's eggnog and froze it because I thought it was unfair that they only offered it two months out of the year. <laughs> drinking it on May 1st, it, drinking it in May, I realized why. Um, so, so was that me? Was that Ian? Or was that Veronica? Veronica. Veronica. Go Veronica. Veronica. Sadly, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Borden's, who makes no. who makes cheese, really bad cheese, used to make. I, I imagine they used to make because I can't imagine they still make it. They used to make this round canister of eggnog that was like you know. I think that what would happen would be the the supermarkets would would keep it in the back all year because by the time you'd get it, it usually was rusted. Can't the whole can was rusty, and you had to use a can opener to open it, and you had to open it on either side because if you only opened it on one side, it wouldn't pour out. Nasty. And so, now for some reason, my mother thought this was really good eggnog to bring home, um, which is probably why I was in therapy for years. Um, and so, and if you put enough like, booze in it, it is. <laughs> it, it was fucking awful. But yes, one year I think I was maybe about eight. Um, my mother told me that I wasn't allowed to have it uh, for some reason, and, and despite her, I took it, I ran in the bathroom, I locked myself in, and I drank all of it. And I got about three quarters away, and it wasn't that much, it was probably like maybe 64 ounces of, of eggnog. I got about three quarters of the way in, That's and I just... That's a lot of eggnog. No, but I mean, it's a lot of eggnog, but it's not a lot of liquid, I guess. But I, I, I vomited for about what? 10 straight minutes after this. Uh. And then yes, as soon as I moved out here, um, Brog, I think it's Brogyar. I can't, I can't pronounce the name. They make really high-end milk. It's the one that comes in the glass bottles. Mm-hmm. So I got their eggnog one time, and it was so fucking good that I was that I, I actually started worrying about the day that they would stop selling it in the store. So, so I decided that what I would do is I'd start hoarding it. 
and and then whatever I didn't use prior to Christmas, I would put the refrigerator in the freezer, and then I'd break it out during different points of the year, which is probably why Veronica has me on a, a low cholesterol, low sugar <laughs> diet now. But but I I I froze bottles of it. And one day, I, I'll never forget, it was like the middle of May, and I was like, it's really hot out, and like, and so I took out a bottle of it thinking like, this is going to be fantastic, because it's nice and cold. I took yeah. one sip of it, and I was like, this is the fucking worst idea I've had in a long time, and I have had a lot of bad ideas over the years. <laughs> so, That's so the least now refreshing thing I've ever heard. How did the glass oh bottle not I, break when you froze it? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I, it just, it didn't. It was a Christmas miracle. But it did, and I had like four <laughs> bottles of it in in the freezer, and and I actually what I did was I left them in the freezer until the next year, and then I served it for the next Christmas. Um, so it did work out in the end. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, right that's that's my horrible story. So we had one last question, um, which was: Is there a Christmas song? that you love so much that you that you're either embarrassed or proud to say that you know all the words to um and the best answer we got was yes i want a hippopotamus for christmas proud of it baby um <laughs> so, so was that jp was that elizabeth was or was that ian it was jp elizabeth ian for sure yeah. ian. ian mystery person I fucking love that song. Yeah. <laughs> it's I love it so much. <laughs> it's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> when, when I used to be a teacher, Elizabeth, like yeah. I never heard that song. So for our Christmas show, we used to have to pick one song. And mm -hmm. the creators did, I want to hit the bottom as and then I had one of my students dress up as a little hippo. And then he came out prancing during the song. <laughs> oh my god. That's we were the hit of that. Oh. Magic. I That's love the cutest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it, it gets me. It's uh, that trumpet blares in the beginning, and boom, you're on a ride for two and a half minutes. It's wonderful. Yeah. You could feed him, wash him, and give him a massage. Yeah. I mean, hello. I don't want a doll, no dinky tinker toys. I want a hippopotamus to play with them. And enjoy. <laughs> Mom says a hippo would eat me up, but then teacher says a hippo is a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I have the hippopotamus, um, the hippo uh, ornament for my tree. So oh, nice. So, yeah, because that's how much I love that song, too. I have a nice picture. My mom, when I was actually much older, but still got me a very nice picture book of, like, the song, you know, done as, like, just a illustrated book. Uh, and, yeah, that's number one on, like, on my Christmas playlist. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so we wanted to end the show with one more question today. If we all survive to late December, which seems like a long time from now, what do you hope we're talking about on the last show we do before the holidays? I'm going to be an optimist. How well the vaccine is working. <laughs> Please. Um, thank God Trump is out. Yeah. Planning Whoa. our trip to Washington, D.C. for the inauguration, hopefully. What a wild year this was. Thank God that's in the past. Like <laughs> I'm going to be bitching about all those people that are going to say goodbye 2020 because like January 1st, all of a sudden everything shitty that happens this year is just not going to be there anymore. So that's probably what I'm going to be complaining about. Can we veto those? This shit 20... is just floating to the next year. Yeah, can we veto the uh, retrospective specials in December this year? Because I don't think anybody wants to relive it. <laughs> and, uh, I, like everyone's like, well, we're going to have to start producing, you know, like I can't wait for like the movie to come out about this. I'm like, no, I knew, I, I'm good. I am set. 2020. I can't wait let me let me give you an alternate view of this. Um, the like ESPN five greatest sports moments of twenty twenty, and like number one is like when those marbles raced each other going down a hill. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like ah! League of Legends, not something even more boring, but like just all just, these weird non-sports things. I saw something. I can't if it was on Reddit or something like that, but somebody had their twenty twenty yearbook, and it was like the year in sports, and all it was was pictures of the blank field for like. <laughs> Baseball and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was just great. It was like varsity football, and it was just the empty field. <laughs> it was 
Have you guys seen the, there's like a TikTok that was going around where it's like point of view, like somebody at New Year's and they're like, five, four, three, two, one. And the clock just goes to 60. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. Turn it off and on. Turn it off and on. Yeah. Unplug it. Unplug it. So, well, that's our show for today, and we will see you guys back here again on Monday at 6 p.m. Have a great weekend, but we are going to end today's Christmas in July show with SNL's Luke Null um, singing one of his Christmas songs that he performed on stage with TMI back in December at our holiday theme show. If you've never heard him sing one of his songs, here's a treat for you. Bye, everyone. See you back here on Monday. Happy holidays, everyone. What is, uh, how, how's it going? Man, ain't they just the best? Yeah. I'm a Christmas guy myself. Uh, so what I did, I was like, oh, I'm going to perform a show. You know what I should do is write a Christmas song that we all can relate to. You know, something that, trust me, as soon as I start singing this song, you're going to be like, Luke, finally somebody put into words what I've felt all these years. So you're welcome in advance. Or maybe AirPods. See you guys later. <laughs>